Hello and welcome to Rat Chat, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of London's thriving open mic comedy circuit where literally hundreds of what I like to call rats uh, fight it out against each other to climb the greasy ladder of showbiz and this really is uh, a sort of reportage, a missive from the bottom rung of showbiz the bottom rung of the showbiz ladder, people whose whose acts have not been formed, whose personalities are not that great, we will talk to them and try and uh, just make it last longer than 10 minutes. And I often struggle, as you may hear on this particular episode, but that is the point of the show. What are you doing on the 26th of July? You are coming to the Day and Night Bar in Islington to watch the final, where... 12 acts who have fought it out across the heats will fight each other, uh, some of them physically, uh, to win the title of Big Rat, uh, a cash prize and an extended feature on Rat Chat where they will get an hour-long interview with me. Uh, God knows how I'm going to drag that out, but uh, that might be quite funny. So, yes, do come to that. The 26th of July, put it in your diary, book in advance. Uh, We actually broke our record in advance sales... um, This week, we've we've never had anyone book any tickets. And this week, for some reason, we had three people. So they were scared it was going to sell out. Uh, So they obviously don't listen to the podcast where consistently we've never had more than seven people attend. Otherwise, they'd know that. But I'm I'm encouraging people to book in advance. It's it's better. It's, uh, you know, because there will come a stage where this show will sell out. Right, uh, I'm giving up the ghost of, of Kofi. I'm not going to tell you today Nate, anymore. Instead, I'm going to ask you to like, subscribe and review. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to do that. And, you know, I'm just saying it. Uh, I don't actually care. Uh, I will make this podcast regardless of how popular it is. It just happens that it is popular. Um, but, uh, you know, it could get more popular if you liked, subscribed and reviewed. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I really uh, i am not that that bothered about that but it could help us out if you want to help us out then do that um but i don't know how you i mean i i can't even get motivated sometimes to stand up off the couch and charge my mobile phone so i mean god knows how someone will will write a review of this but please you know go for it uh yeah as i mentioned earlier it's quite a boring selection of acts um this week and i know they're going to listen to this and be offended by that but uh i'm sorry guys uh, I'm talking job job wise, boring jobs. You've all got boring jobs on this episode. Uh, we've got an engineer, a computer programmer, a maths teacher, someone from Malta, and an insight analyst. I mean, this is not what you think about when you think about showbiz, is it? So, uh, but anyway, that didn't stop us talking to them, um, and I dragged it out for as long as I could, and uh, you'll you'll hear my attempts at that. Um, also, right, I'm going to try a new feature. That's uh, the episode coming up. But before that, I thought you might like to sort of get an insight into what it's like running an open mic comedy night. So I thought I would read you some of the emails from acts uh, who email me on the day, uh, usually to cancel. Here we go. I won't name them. Uh, it's, it's up to you to find out who it is and, and shame them yourselves. OK, so here we go. 
unfortunately, I can no longer make this gig. Huge apologies. I hope it's a smasher. It would be great to do the show after Edinburgh in the autumn. Yes, I'll, I'll definitely book you after you uh, cancelling on the day with no reason why you were doing that. Yeah, I'd love to, love to see you in autumn. Do, do come back. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Uh, then we had... Uh, what was this one? Ah, I had quite bad food poisoning last night and I thought we would be gone by now. But I think it's something worse, as it hasn't. What could be worse than food poisoning? Even if I'm better tomorrow, I'm now super behind on work and I'm very, very, very stretched thin. Could I please do next rats instead of tomorrow? Really sorry to ask this. The night before? Well, um, I don't believe any emails I get from rats. Uh, I think they just don't want to do the gig and uh, food poisoning is a great excuse. Uh, Covid is another common one. Um, But uh, yeah. I mean, that's up to you whether you believe that or not. But I just, my default setting is, uh, why would you want to do this gig? Uh, the gig is ever approaching. The night and day of the gig arrives and you're like, oh, I just don't want to do this. It sounds horrible. Uh, I'm going to pretend I've got food poisoning or corona. Talk of which, here's another email. I won't be able to perform tonight as Miss Rona was at the same festival as me and gave me a snog. All right, attempt at humour, which has, has not worked. Uh, please rebook me. I'll... Kick her ass next time. Sorry to cancel on the day. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, rebook you after you've made up that you uh, got COVID. Um, I mean, I am thinking of implementing a sort of live video dated and timestamped of acts taking a COVID test to prove that they have got COVID because it's so easy just to send a message saying I've got COVID. I mean, it's the ultimate excuse. Um I wouldn't stoop that low, uh, but I, I, I wouldn't put it past the rats. Anyway, so that is uh, sort of, you know, you get three or four of those emails on the day of the gig. It's not exactly uplifting or motivating, which might explain why sometimes at the gig I'm a little bit angry or a little bit upset. Uh, or, you know, and then you get the other thing where some of the acts uh, haven't even bothered to, to lift their finger and type in their social media handle so I can tag them in posts uh, um, to promote the show. Admittedly, the posts I will tag them in will be uh, various pictures of rats, but it's still, it's, it's laziness on their part. Anyway, enough about that. Here is this week's episode. Hello, welcome to Rat Chat. It's Harry Deansway here. We are live after another classic Rats with where we broke our pre-sales record with uh, three people who booked in advance. And we just have one of those people trying to open a door with two drinks to get in. Jordan's helping him and he's here. David, we have started the podcast without you, but we've literally just started it, so do not stress. Uh, this is one of the people who predict. I was just telling our listeners, our multiple listeners, our hundreds of listeners about uh, the pre-sale records. Are you filming this? No, just took a picture. Oh, took a picture? <laughs> wow. All right, well, we'll use that in the promo material. So, uh, <laughs> we will... <laughs> you know, it's all about promo. So, we will go around and meet you all, uh, introduce yourself, uh, say a couple of lines about yourself, and then say, I'm a disgusting rat. Go. Uh, I'm Jordan. I'm starting my engineering masters in the summer, so I'm pretty stupid. Uh, and I am, of course, a disgusting rat. Okay, no surname though, so not good promo, but anyway, so it doesn't matter. Hello, I'm David and I also don't have a surname. I am an insight consultant and fan of stand-up comedy, but accidentally came here. <laughs> uh, <and then laughs> All right, David, that's <laughs> enough of that. Yeah, you're not a disgusting rat, you're a human, because oh, you, you watched, you know, you're not a rat. Okay, no. good. Uh, hi there, I'm Adam Joyce, uh, I've been doing 
comedy now for long enough to know better. Um, but still, I'm here at this gig because I'm a disgusting rat. Love it. Uh, I'm Ben Henley. I'm an amateur comedian. I'm a father of no children. Um, you know, I think making people dehumanise themselves, putting themselves rats and cockroaches, <laughs> that's a, a, the first step down a dark path. But yeah, okay, I'm, just, I'm just guessing right. <laughs> I agree, I agree, yeah. It is, it is a playbook right out of uh, the picture on the wall that we spoke about at the gig, yeah. <laughs> I'm Billy Olives, second time on the pod. Last time I was an audience <laughs> member, and I've now been demoted to a comedian. I'm a daily all right. <laughs> uh, I'm Chris Dingley, and uh, I am not a porn star. I am a comedian, and I'm a dirty rat. Now, also, Chris, uh, um, I noticed in your act you mentioned you've got kids and you're doing yeah. stand-up. How, how do your, your family feel about this? No, it's great. You know, it's, it's uh, missing, missing the kids' bedtime to... So is that the reason you're doing it? <laughs> Just an excuse to get out of being a father, Pretty, basically. Uh, yeah, you know, they're like, you know, they, they'll be fine without me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and so what's, what's your wife's views on it? My or wife, partner, or your partner? No, my yeah, my wife. She, yeah. um, I think she's relieved when I when I'm not helping, quote unquote. And has she seen you do stand up? No, no. Um, we've been together 23 years, and I have never managed to get her to come to see stand up. Oh, right, I get it. That's a good one. Well, the rats love that. Um, so, um, what was I going to say? Um, so, and when did you start stand up? I uh, started a couple of years ago in Malta. Okay. But I had like a gig every two months. Right. And now it's been a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks back on the on the horse in London. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and you get many gigs. Yeah, about one one a week. One a week. Wow. That's good. Uh, gig pig. Um, so Billy, you you were an audience member last week, and now you performed. Talk us through some of the differences. Uh, well, I've got to show Which did you prefer? Uh, definitely, I'm definitely up there. You prefer being up there yeah, yeah, to yeah. watching it? Yeah. yeah. And did you learn anything from watching it the week before? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. What? I, I need a little Ricky Gervais card with Kyle for next time. Oh, yes, you asked me about that. Yeah. Uh, that's Andy McLeod. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you wanted to, you had such a good time, you wanted to tell your friends about it. Yeah, good. Everyone so, was a Ricky Gervais fanatic at work, so when I told them that story, that he's actually a bit like David Brent. They all lapped it up. Wow. <laughs> so, Ben, you work in uh, IT, am I right? Yeah, but let's not go into that in too much detail. No, we won't. We won't. Some yeah. things, some of things w- say on stage. Of but... work, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I was just going to, I only brought it up because famously they say, you know, people in IT are like, you know, they're famously humorless or whatever. So, what, how come you've got a sense of humor, basically? Um, I think it's probably neurological. <laughs> There's a lot of people who work in IT like rules and systems. And uh, I like rules and systems, but then I also like to say things that break the rules and systems. There's, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm undiagnosable. I'm too high-functioning to get any official diagnosis, but definitely something up. But, but am I right in that trope about IT people, or am I being unfair? No, IT people are, a lot of them like humour and jokes. Yeah. The problem is, it's Monty Python jokes from 50 years ago, recycled over and over again. They can't generate new material because they're not original thinkers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then... Very few people are. So, are they worse than normies or whatever? And any, you know, the marketing people ever? Probably not. No. So it's just a, it's because it is a trope, isn't it? It's like, oh, you work in IT, you must have no personality, right? Yeah, I think they have as much personality. They have a more bearable personality for me than most other people. As uh-huh, well, so, uh-huh. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, Adam, you're probably the longest serving comedian. You've been going a while now, is that right? Would you say? Uh, you get yes. paid gigs, is that right? I've had paid gigs, I think. I mean, it's only about a couple of months since my last one, so technically, yes. I... How many paid gigs have you had? Uh, I don't know, 30-odd over the last 30-odd. So what tips would you give to aspiring comedians to, in order to like get some paid gigs? Why would I give tips to other comedians when I'm struggling to get them? <laughs> <laughs> That's some real rap behaviour there. And uh, Jordan... You filled in at last minute. Talk us through what happened today. Talk us through your day. You obviously, this morning you woke up, you had no plans to do a comedy gig, and then lunchtime it all changed. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, so me and Rez, who was supposed to do today's gig, uh, I'm Jordan Ebert, by the way. I've been really hurt by the, missing my surname earlier. Uh, <laughs> we both started comedy this year. Uh-huh. This is legit my second, third ever set. Uh, and we've been trying to go back and forth. Like, I do a set, you do a set. It's uh-huh. finally improved. Uh, today he was supposed to do a set I think he came down ill last minute mm-hmm. uh, me being an intern in the office trying to take life seriously uh, I was surprised to get 16 calls from this guy say, well not saying anything uh, <laughs> I was kind of hoping maybe I don't know has, has he died can I outperform him now that he's not in the picture uh, but no he gave me uh, his set his spot at the one of the worst nights in, in London thank you uh, as a rap I'm uh, proud <laughs> <laughs> and yeah literally legit within about three and a half, maybe four hours on the train trying to write down some notes. Oh, am I funny yet? Is this, is this going to work? Where have you come uh, from? Just bank, so. It was two stops or so, but... Three, it took you three and a half hours? <laughs> I said, I, I, I went eastbound for some reason. Oh, okay. So you got on the wrong train here? <laughs> I got on the wrong train. I typed in rap comedy night and it took me to a pub called Rap something in West London. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is in Islington. Wow. But, it made for a great story. Uh, made for a great event. Yeah, I mean, the podcast listeners are going to love that anecdote. Um, so, uh, okay, so cool. Um, and so, well, to ask all of you, actually, what, what, what made you think, oh, I can be a comedian? I've always kind of made people laugh. I don't want to say, I'm not going to say that I'm funny. Yeah. Uh, but I've always made people laugh. And I wanted to, like, I study engineering. Mm-hmm. I like quantifying things. How can I prove that I'm the funny friend? Uh, so getting into comedy... I guess my tip would be like kind of believing in what you're saying. If you mm. believe you're funny and you focus on like the delivery or what the crowd's saying, it makes it a lot easier. But I don't know. I wanted some evidence to say on my CV, I am a comedian. Okay. Yeah. Well, some people laugh tonight, so that's some evidence, you know. Yeah. Small amount of Adam. Adam. Um, well, before comedy, I was in British wrestling for which the last six months of my career was my full-time work. And I was like, wow, what could I do that would earn me a lot less money? Um, <laughs> so you're a wrestler? No, I was a production guy that works like cameramans and I did, uh, I did MCing for, for some promoters and um, I just got tired of all the bullshit that was happening there and decided, oh, you know what, I'll just... Have some new bullshit exactly. in comedy. yeah. Cool. All right, and uh, Ben, what made, what made you think oh, I'm a comedian? Well, I've always been interested in comedy and... Uh-huh. Like comedy writing, yeah. Uh, but when I was younger, I was too much of a pussy to get up on stage and do it. And then I accidentally went to what I thought was going to be like a fun evening with Louis Schaefer doing comedy. Right. Yeah. And then it turns out that friend it, of the pod. It yeah. was friend of the pod, and it turned out that he was actually. Um, it was kind of this open mic thing where people were trying new stuff while Lewis kind of interrupts them and asks them about references that are post-1970 uh-huh. that he, he doesn't understand. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I thought, well, this, the, the bar here is very low. I could do this. So I came back the next week, 
did it, and that's how I got started. So you're, again, so you haven't done many gigs, no? Well, like 110 maybe now. Oh, wow, I thought that night was new. All right, so you've done 110 gigs. Yeah. Wow, congratulations, that's a lot of gigs. Uh, where does this... I mean, it's not, it's not a race, it's not, you know... No. I think we've done 200 gigs, so we're terrible. Yeah. So, you know, it's not about the number of gigs, but... I know people who've done 1,000 gigs, so I've, terrible. I, you know, I... Why did you look at me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at anyone, I looked into the middle distance. But, you uh, know, Rice Battle UK finalist, I've beaten a gong show, so I, I'm getting better. I'm, if, you know, if I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere, I'd stop doing it. Yes. Um, oh, interesting. All right, um... Billy, what, yeah. what, why do you think you're funny? Well, I, I've always uh, been like a huge fan of comedy and I love to like, you know, make people laugh in the pub and stuff. I've been saying for years that like, oh, one day I'll do it. And my mate eventually got so sick of me saying it and not doing it that he pretty much forced me to like go on stage one day. But do you think there's a difference between making people laugh in your friend group and in the pub and on oh, stage? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's a different ball game. And that's why like I've like, I like to write, done that like for a long time, but never like really like got on stage. So, you know, this year was a good year to, like, get off the horse and all that. Yeah, and you've been getting laid doing stand-up? Well, I had all this material about talking about how my uh, girlfriend doesn't want marriage. Yeah. And in the end, I flip her in the middle of the audience. And so I haven't had sex since then, and I no longer have a bringer, so... (laughs) That's a good story. (laughs) Uh, Chris, what... uh, Why are you funny? Uh, I I, I don't know. I, I... I started off trying to be a very serious actor. Okay. And uh, everyone just laughed. People at you. would laugh. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't know why they're laughing. And uh, then I, I got a job on radio, um, uh, and I had, to, I, had to, I had to try and be funny every day because it was a daily show. So. Oh, in Malta. Yeah. So you're a big radio personality in Malta. I wouldn't say big, but I had a daily show yeah. in Malta. Yeah. So people in Malta would listen to that. I assume. What was the format of the show? It's just uh, commercial radio, you know, playing music and just being silly. So, just... Who's the most famous person from Malta, apart from yourself? The most, I am the most famous person. Oh, all right, Chris. <laughs> no, you're not. There's someone... Was it that journalist who got murdered in a car bomb? Is yes, anyone yes. more famous than her? Um, uh, probably... No, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about this. They're going to kill him now. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> well, he no, certainly that was, uh, killed yeah. tonight on stage. <laughs> no, no one killed tonight because there's rats. Uh, so we will finish with David, the audience member, who works in... Uh, what do you work in again? Insight. Yeah. All right. And so we asked you, we set you the task. This is going to cost me 50 quid, by the way, so it better be worth it. Uh, I asked you to watch the night and give us your insight consultancy feedback on, on the night. What was your insight? Okay. Well, uh, Jordan already mentioned that uh, it was an honour to play one of the worst uh, comedy nights in London. And I enjoyed the self-deprecation, so I think you should embrace that and just say it. It is the worst comedy night. Yeah. Um, really go for it like that. Fits with the name, Rats, so that's good. The other thing is we noticed the correlation, because this was quite a successful evening. Yes. So the correlation between the hot weather, the heat wave, and it being actually quite busy here. And I reckon that's because of the air conditioning, which a lot of people commented on, is probably the only place in the whole of London where... You're not melting and dying. So maybe use... So you can also say it's not only the worst, but also the coolest. So you've got these, like... Paradox. Exactly. It's the coolest. And then in tiny writing, we've got air conditioning. Uh And uh, and also the worst. And then then finally, I think everybody was quite intrigued by um, 
you know, the big picture of Hitler on the wall. Well, so just to, before you finish that, so there's a, there's, a, there's a picture on the wall that's covered, and everyone made uh, jokes that it was yeah, underneath that exactly. picture of Hitler. But exactly. yes, so, so carry on. So what you should do is, again, you should, like, embrace that and uh, have a big reveal at the end. And obviously, you couldn't do anything like Hitler. That would be really distasteful. So maybe just, like, I don't know... Pretty Patel in an SS uniform, topless or something like that, at the end. And you go, Ta-da! I think that would... Uh, All right, so that's fun. what he gets paid the big bucks for. That's yeah, some serious exactly. insight right there, David. <laughs> All right, well, um, Ben will give you my email address, so send me an invoice, and uh, we'll get you that 50 quid for that. That is... Uh, well, well worth it, I think. I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to say, also, uh, put air conditioning on the fly the yeah. the listeners, does anybody else think that uh, Mr Dingley does look kind of like a slightly less handsome version of Yanis Vakataris. Okay, so uh, we do get we do quite, get quite an intellectual uh, listenership actually. So they will know who that is. That's the, like the famous course, Greek um, e- economist. There's a you know Mediterranean good looks. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all right? That's you can you can handle that. Yeah. Well, you said I'm the less good looking one. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think how do you think that went down, Mister Insight? <laughs> but, but, but it's comparative. He is very handsome. Okay. Oh wow. As are you, David. Um, so, um, what? Uh, That's a given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll finish up uh, as an audience member. Do, have you ever been tempted? Do you think you're funny? Um, I have actually done it before. Have you? Yeah, but a long time ago. And uh, Mr. Ben here is trying to emulate you. No, he's done no, it. He's, he's, he's trying to get me to, to come back in there. Well, there's always a spot for you here at Rats. Thanks very much. I could be followed. What's your name again? Sorry. Billy Ollis. Billy Ollis. Yes. How could I forget? Oh, what? Like, appearing on the podcast and then Please, performing yeah, live? Yeah, yeah. Well, you well, can't yeah. do it till September, but yeah, you're right. going to come back for the final because okay. Ben's in it. Right. Um, rats, finalists. How yeah. do you think you're doing the final, Ben? I think I'll definitely win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. We'll end it there. Um, if you want Ben to win, come to the final. Come and watch it live. Anyone got anything to add before we wrap this up? Anything? Want to promote anything? Say anything? Jordan? And have the last word. Don't do drugs, kids. Oh, what a sad <laughs> end. All right, well, thank you, um, and uh, good night. Okay, there we go. You have completed another episode of Rats. That is it from us. Uh, it is coming up to the last one. Uh, next week will be the last Rats um, for the summer, and then we'll be back in September. So do savour this episode and next week's, as that will be it for a few weeks. Uh, see you very soon. Bye.